Hi, this is Alicia from Bachelor in Paradise, and you're listening to Bachelor of Hearts. I'm Osher Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start. On our bachelor. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, the Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise Australia, etc. podcast <laughs> that asks the question, can I please have a 40-second hug from each of my dear friends, Max and Danny, because I've missed them so very much. <laughs> oh, oh Zavi, welcome home. Thank welcome you. Hello. Back. Hi, guys. How was your trip away? Well, I mean, Wonderful. Thank you guys for looking after the podcast, keeping it warm while I was gone. Oh, you're welcome. We fed it and watered it every day. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate it. It's <laughs> it's thriving, honestly. Thank you. Did you like put fertilizer in it or something? Yeah, we did. Yeah, homegrown. Yeah, wow. And we mm. used a primer. Oh, yeah, it's glowing. I've got to yeah. say, yeah, um, yeah. I recommend going on holidays. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, work and stuff. It's fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can not do that for a couple of weeks and go to do stuff. Doing some yeah. other stuff. It's do you cool. Have to tell That's them? what I'm about. D- d- I did have to tell my job. Okay. Yeah. Because after <laughs> you just a while, made it sound really easy. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I mean, it it helps too. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably. I don't know what everyone does for a living yeah. out there. What in did your out of land. office say? It said, um, "Bye, bitches. <laughs> 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 Suck a fat one." Um, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. No contact details. No, no nothing. No, no. no. It didn't in say I was coming back. In case of emergency, someone else. Yeah, in case yeah. of emergency, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I've been fired, um, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to any potential job opportunities. Very good. And committing a lot more time to the podcast. Yay! <laughs> now, Xavi, do we have uh, some news that we need to get to oh, before for, we go to I mean, episode recaps? Before that, I did just want to... Um, just, I put together a little list of like my favorite things about the holiday. I don't want to make it all about my holiday. Uh-huh. Um, I think we need to hear those though. Yeah, I like. I'm not going to talk about this all day or anything, but I just put like I just did a list like in order of like least good to most good. Okay. Of like everything that I did on my holiday. I was in Japan for two weeks. Why don't you a make it? Oh wait, is this live? Yeah. Did I interrupt you? Yeah. Is this off the record? I can't no. believe you just interrupted me. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I wasn't told of the new form. <laughs> okay, sorry. No sorries. Yeah, no sorries. Okay. You can okay. stuff your sorries in a sack. <laughs> and then you know what you can do with that sack? <laughs> Take it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look. All right. Short list of all my favorite things that me and my beautiful partner, Evie, who, by the way, I would like to shout, shout out because she was very wonderful on this trip. That's um, nice. 
Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we we were we were alone together for two weeks, and um, that's was, a lot. Yeah, it was the first time trying to do that, and I think we we had some amazing experiences. So I just want to like read out this list of like all the different things that we did in Japan, ranked from least good to most good. Okay. Do okay. they have plotty there? Um, I was looking for plotty. <laughs> But it turns out the real plotty was the friends we made along oh. the way. <laughs> because I thought that the real plotty was a, a gigantic human dinosaur, the one and only attraction uh, on the Central Coast. Is that <laughs> is that not what I... Let's hear about Japan. Okay. Well, here's everything they have in Japan. Great. Um, number 36. Um, Shrek's 4D Adventure. Yep. Um, it's is a th- there going to be 36 of them? Well, I mean, I'm going from the bottom to the top, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. Shrek's 40 Adventure, the worst thing I did in Japan. Mm. Really? Yeah. Why? Oh, he did a big fart. Eat <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Who did? Shrek. Shrek. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I the, the guy's pretty rude. Yeah, he is. He doesn't have good manners. No. I mean, like... For someone who goes around telling people to be, be oh behave, um, you know, <laughs> you would think know, that he would have him. much that's better. That's not Shrek. That's Mike Myers. Whoa! Wait! Whoa. Wait! Shrek Whoa. is a fictional character. Same guy. <laughs> Shrek isn't a person. N- okay, but what about the man who plays Shrek? Oh, the voice. Yeah. Ah, mm. I get it. Number thirty-five: Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. How many of these no, things are Disney movie fun. related? So neither of those are Disney movies. Thanks, Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've never Pixar. been. It's like you've never been to Universal Studios Japan. Are they Pixar? No, no, they're um they're from a. I mean, I don't know what it is. Illumination is uh-huh. the name of the animation company that made the Despicable Me Minion movies. Mm-hmm. And these Despicable Me Minions, they're pretty rude. <sighs> I don't know if they actually did a fart, but I think one of them might be, might have done a burp. They all get up in your business. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's too much. And there's too many of them. Uh. Mm, I can skip a few. <laughs> let's, let's go through. Um, let's see. Um, number five, Jaws the Ride. Number four, Jurassic Park the Ride. <laughs> Did you only go on rides in Japan? I don't really remember much of the other stuff. <laughs> what? Number three, Sinbad's Storybook Voyage. <laughs> it's a great one. You can only go on that one at Tokyo Disney Sea. So I recommend you all check that out. Mm-hmm. And it was only number three, though. Well, I mean, number two is Space Mountain. Oh, like, you loved Space Mountain. I really Mountain. like Space Mountain. That's a what great ride. What is good about that? It's dark in there. And nobody oh. farted. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a like weird criteria for you. I don't know how many of these previous ones were dark in there. Mm. I don't know how much you got farted at. It was a bit dark in Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Mm, okay, not dark enough. So maybe that should have been higher on the list. I might have to loop Are back around Are these just ranked from not dark to dark rides? But Space Mountain was very dark, and that's at the top. And, like, somewhere in the middle is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is very dark indeed. Okay, okay so I just wanted what's to number one? Them. Number one was Kissing My Beautiful Girlfriend. Oh. And oh. it's true that, in fact, love is real, and it exists in Japan. And that's what I am bringing to the podcast from my journey and my travels, is a lot of knowledge. That's beautiful. A lot of knowledge about love and traveling. Yeah, because the thing is, you guys have been making this beautiful podcast for couples for a couple of weeks uh, now, and oh, so yeah. I just wanted people to know that actually it's you, oh, you guys don't have a fucking monopoly. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, Japan, check it out. And also Pretty my good. girlfriend, check her out. Check her out. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> A successful bit? <laughs> I think so. 
Okay. That was pretty good. I have one grievance. Okay. From the podcast? Yeah, from because I really like the podcast you guys did the last two weeks. I was oh. telling you both off mic that I, re- I, th- I th- it was really like heartwarming. I really like your vibe. Um, you're both great friends of mine. And I also felt like it was nice to have a little taste of something from home whilst oh, I was thank gone. thank you. But there was one big thing that you forgot to mention. Let's get to the grievance. Um, so I am now 27 years of age. Correct. And whilst I was gone, oh, fuck. there was a moment that I was 26 years of age and it was just before we I went away. Did celebrate your birthday on the podcast? We didn't not. get mentioned. Is we that failed. something we do? That's... <laughs> Danny. I now I get oh, maybe you Danny. you haven't been doing this show as long as me and Max have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any hand... I didn't get any hand over note. No. Well, I did tell Max about this. Yeah, and I texted you on the day mm. and said, happy birthday. Mm. Mm. What more did you want from me? Well... I was singing the podcast, I was singing, hmm. mm. but there's a lot of listeners who don't know he's a very special big day for us. Uh, <laughs> very special boy. <laughs> oh, Max, well, that anyway, was an oversight. It was an oversight on, on your my part. part. Despite well, the fact that we haven't recorded a podcast between then and now, right? I think you have. Mm. And honestly, it hurts me. What was the date of that. your birth? It was uh, precisely one week since this very day, uh, the 9th of but September. But we recorded the podcast on the 8th. Well, that's a day before that. Um, But you were in Japan, which is the day before. Uh, It's not true. It's a one-hour time difference. (laughs) I know you think you got me on this. I don't believe that this is correct in any way. But you know what? We digress. Okay, but in the in a in an act of uh, making it all right, yes, I'd just like to sing a a beautiful, beautiful, special little song to myself. Okay, great, please. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all I know. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks, Danny. A big happy birthday. Is there a way to edit that happy birthday into the the podcast that went up on Sunday? Uh, (laughs) Look, I have the files (laughs) and Mm. no. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) The technology is not that sophisticated yet. Well, we tried. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. What else is making news, (laughs) Avi? Apart from my birthday. Apart from your birthday. (laughs) Apparently, that's not making news. And (laughs) grievances. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I have to close this list of rides I went on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a few people have become engaged. Yes. From the world of The Bachelor. Oh, yes. Lovely we batchy just news. missed this last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Elora. Yes. The Tahitian goddess. Elora Tahiti right. on Instagram. The fire twirling exotic <laughs> beauty. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about this. No. <laughs> anyway, Elora's engaged. Elora's engaged. Wonderful. Good stuff. Well Is done. Is it to Apollo? Uh, no. Oh, why? Wild. I don't know why. That's a good question, Danny. We why should ask her that rather? when she's on the podcast next. Are we going to talk to her? Why not? That'd be fabulous. Mm. We could get her and her betrothed. Ah, lovely. Hubby to be. How to find love off the podcast. <laughs> right. Mm. Because we none of us know anything about that. No, we'll need to call in some people to explain that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alora's engaged. Wonderful. Good stuff. Good job. Got a ring. Um, another person from the world of The Bachelor has become engaged. What? Oh, my God. Did they get engaged to each other? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tara. Big news. Big news. Congratulations to Tara. Same uh, day, I think. Hasn't gotten engaged to Sam. No. It's no. engagement season, y'all. Is it really? Is it a spring thing? Yeah. Is this a... Asked um, and answered. A s- someone who works in the wedding industry, Danny? Yeah, it's engagement season from now until New Year's Day. It's like just a slow ride into engagement season. 
Okay. Um, w- when is the high point for engagement? Is there like a say? prime day? I would say like around Christmas. Uh-huh. People tend to take holidays now as well, and then they proposed on holidays. Mm. Oh, did I fuck up? Oh. Oh, oh yeah. I'm in trouble. But I said nice things about her on the podcast. That's yeah, true. That's yeah, yeah, better, honestly. She was yeah. before that w- one of those rides, so, you know. That's yeah, Should yeah, I have yeah, done it on Better than Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you could have done it on Splash if Mountain. If I had proposed to her at <laughs> Flounder's Flying Fish Coaster. <laughs> I oh. thought you minimized that list. <laughs> <laughs> if I was like... Will you make me the happiest uh, Monsters, Inc. ride and go seek attendee? Oh, God. <laughs> I love the Monsters, Inc. ride. Oh, yeah? They're Have you the been best. on? Yeah. I've been to one in um, Disneyland in LA. Mm. Amazing. Well, I mean, it would have been even more amazing if I had a pop the queue. Uh, I guess I fucked up. Yeah, that's true. What can you do? Hmm. Will you be the mic to my Sully or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Good. Put that thing back where it came from. Also, help me. Bum, 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 bum. Also, help. I don't actually bum, remember how it goes. Bum, 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 so, help bum, me. Bum, so, help bum, me. Bum, and bum. cut. Remember? Nice job. Yeah, that was great. Thank very, you. Very good job by Dan. And then one more engagement that we need to announce. What's this? Do you know? Not, not, oh, my What's goodness. This? Danny, are What's we this? one step ahead? Wait, hang on. Wait, you guys know about though? an engagement? Wait, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys know about an engagement that I don't know about? What yes. the heck is the engagement I don't know about? Is there something I don't know about? Xavi, Georgia, Love, and Lee Elliott are betrothed. Oh, yeah, I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, that's like three there. That's yeah. a legit couple from the actual show. Yeah, yeah who... as in they're both from the show, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Georgia Love had her season of Bachelorette, ended up with Lee Elliott, and now they're getting freaking ringed up. Yeah. How Have you ever nice. looked on Wikipedia and there's a chart that's color-coded to show how many people are still together? No. I think I may have seen this, but so it's so good. So at a glance, you can, the colors, you can really read it. It's really interesting. Mm, mm. Well, it's like when you can see like how many different people have played drums in a particular band that you like used to the like. Max Quinn band. <laughs> That's true. Is there a Wikipedia page? <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> up to it. Call um, in. Did so you set up that number? I will set up the hotline. Yes, that covers off the three engagements that we've heard about. Yeah. But uh, there is also one separation to announce. Oh. Oh no! Unfortunately, do you remember Reese Chilton? Yeah, I mean, he was on no. Bachelorette with Georgia Love, right? That's right. He so you're talking about his separation from Georgia Love, which obviously we know about already. This many, is quite many a while years ago, ago, but that yeah. is not the separation that I'm talking huh? about. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with Reese Chilton, the bachelor who, aspiring bachelor who confessed to Georgia Love that, oh, lo and behold, he's only on the show for fame. Right. No. Do people confess to that? Well, he did, and he was promptly sent home. It was oh, not so the that best was the move last for him. time anyone <laughs> confessed to that. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Reese Chilton has been separated from his bike. Oh no! Oh, as in he's had a car accident. No. <laughs> as in he was like welded and fused to it like a Robocop or something, no. and now he's. This is like guess the headline. <laughs> Unfortunately, Reese posted to his Instagram recently. My bike has been stolen from my place in Fairfield in the last forty-eight hours. Reese, no! Oh, <laughs> oh no, Reese! Wait, how long ago is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's like two weeks ago now, but oh. I've been saying. Do you have it an update? Home. 
Uh, look, no, I don't have an update, but I have done a bit of a deep dive on Reese Chilton, if anyone is interested. Okay, definitely, yeah. yes. I also just want to preface it by saying, listeners, if you're out there, if you think it's a cool idea to steal this guy's bike just because he's batchy royalty, you're absolutely right, and please turn it over to us. <laughs> We'll put it in the museum when starting. <laughs> um, so, in other great Reese Chilton news, um, yes. last year in November, he was banned from Tinder. Hang on. I don't like that. Because I've been on Tinder. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who should be banned. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know what you do to get banned on Tinder. I don't uh, know what he did to get banned from Tinder. I just saw the headline and thought, what an accomplishment from this man. And then the other accomplishment is that he won $70 million really? in Powerball Lottery. Stop it. In his life or recently? There's no possible way that's true. Well, he posted a photo to Instagram with a great big check that said, Reese Chilton, $70 million. What? And when was that? he's going to give some of it away to you. Hang on. All you've got to do... Oh, is so like he's this been post hacked. and oh. tag a friend in the comments. Oh. In fact, he's not being hacked. He's just doing it to gain more followers. Oh. Yeah. Wait, but oh is my it God, real? It's comment bait. He doesn't have the money. Uh, no, he does, of course he doesn't have the money. Oh, Reese. Yeah, I think that's I know. how scams work. I don't oh. think you get the money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe he doesn't have the money, but I'm gonna get it, right? Yes, yes. I think so. If yes. you tag me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tag BOH Pod. Let's just see. <laughs> Let's just give it a shot, right? Let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we too have won $70 million. Yeah, good. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And fucking $72 million. How about that? That's it. <laughs> Suck that, <Huh>? Chilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he started a foundation called Chilton's Children. So <laughs> <laughs> You'd think he could buy a new bike. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Maybe he gave it all uh, away. Sucked in. Mm. Uh, Should have got a check for seventy million friggin' bikes. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh! I hate to kick him when he's down. Yeah. Although he has got no, nah, he got banned from Tinder. He's owned it. Would anyone like to say the thing, or should I do it because I've been away? You should do the thing. But I just feel like Danny, like I wasn't that good at it. I thought you were I great. You were great, yeah. and I think you're like a rare commodity. Like we've done so many episodes. There's so many clips of me going. Really? Yeah. Okay. You have to remind me of the numbers. Okay, it's season season seven. seven, episode thirteen. Okay. Okay. The Bachelor Australia, <laughs> season seven, episode thirteen. Oh, she smashed it. <laughs> you're getting better Thank and you. better at this. I've been practicing. I feel like even on episodes that you're not on, we need you to just. <laughs> Like if we could just get you seeing every number. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, maybe like the, up to a hundred or something. You know, it's yeah, not gonna be yeah, like yeah. Okay. season three million. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say my rate is a dollar per word. <laughs> okay. right. Oh, we'll check out the numbers and see if we can sort that out. All right, uh, Osha enters the mansion to congratulate the final five. Can we get you to say that number? <laughs> Am I being paid for this? This is uh, worth a dollar to me. I'll do it. Five. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't have a lead up. Then. That was great. That was, great. That was no, all I could ever have asked I'm sorry. Um, and he tells them that hometowns are coming up, so they better be on their best behavior. And he leaves them with a final group date card, which is for all of the women. So they meet Matt, Osher, and sexologist Dr. Nikki Goldstein, who will help determine if each couple has the chemistry needed to make a relationship work. 
And in a confessional, Abby says that she's especially excited for this date because she wants to become a sexologist. Mm. I think it would have been cool if they had touched back in on this at some point, but they don't I know. really. I'm hoping next episode is just dedicated to that. Mm. Yeah, I feel like this is something that they are mentioned they, they are choosing to include to paint a particular kind of portrait of Abby. That's so true. It, it's definitely like in keeping with the like sex pot image of yeah, her or whatever. That's really true. <laughs> Which sex is pot. Yeah, she had what sex with a, sex a pot. pot? <laughs> oh no. There you go. She had sex Allegedly. when she was freaking on pot. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, um, interesting. Dr. Nikki Goldstein, I was looking up, has a bachelor's degree. Stop it. No, she does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in psychology and a postgraduate diploma, but none of that is important. No. I also found out that she has in the past written recaps of The Bachelor. Oh my goodness. Has she yeah. really? Yeah. Like from a, cause she's a media figure and she does like sexologist takes on oh, things that are happening on telly. Like their body language and that sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 She's oh, been like, wow. here's how we know that this woman won't win. What a smart career move to be like, look, I'm going to channel my like energy into reality TV. Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. She's uh, Thank I've... you, by the way. Yeah, I feel... <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh. I feel like I w- like you could also do the royals. They're always looking for like people to comment on the mm. body language of royals. Like Ooh. that's a brilliant career move. She's also been twice voted Australia's best sex educator, which is a big accomplishment um, to steal the crowd the crown from the honey badger. <laughs> oh boy. Well, because just you can't do any fucking Britain in here. I went like a bloody frog in a nightingale. <laughs> I also think it's good that she managed to take the uh, the crown from um, schools, <laughs> which quite frequently don't do very well with sex education in this country. That's so true. Mm. I missed one day of school and I missed it all. Can I say the same thing happened to me? Yeah, I, I went, <laughs> I went overseas, and I had some. There were mean girls <laughs> in my class. Aww. Well, I'm not, I'm not blaming it necessarily on them, but I think because they liked Mr. Dung, the PE teacher, so much, they managed to talk him into like doing all this <laughs> banana condom stuff whilst I was gone Aww. as a meme prank. Yeah, I didn't see any of that either, mm. and I was just sick for a week. Mm. Yeah, came back glossed over all done. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was there for it. I experienced the whole thing. And Can let me tell please? you today, let me give you the, the, the play-by-play. And mm-hmm. do you know what? I'll just skip to the end result, right? Mm-hmm. Today for lunch, went to Woolies, got a banana, popped on a condom, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> and, and safe. <laughs> which is the most important thing. Yeah, I'm not an at-risk teen. You hugged Wait, the so banana for 40 seconds. Wait, so is that what sexologists <laughs> do? <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. But they teach you about like, uh, like the... Ins and outs of sex education and the hows and the whys of things. The what? Yeah. The ins and outs. Oh. Maxwell. (laughs) Behave. (laughs) As Shrek once said. (laughs) Um, Dr. (laughs) Dr. Gold Memberstein. (laughs) Is she going to schools and doing the banana thing? Or is that an aside? I feel like... That's a different type of the same type of thing. Yes. So you would still need to be trained in that way to do that. I guess so. But I yeah. think what I she does I guess you wouldn't is... want anyone from the street coming into the school. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Uh, now, it's, hey, kids, the thing about Rudin, who has eye <laughs> is the honey badger. The honey badger, word. get out of here. <laughs> Clear up. Stop it. <laughs> school sports is Tuesday afternoons. Uh. 
Um, Dr. Goldmember Steen tells the women that the first trial that they'll need to overcome in the chemistry gauntlet will be hugging. Ooh. It is the first step. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how it was for you. Wait, sorry, is that first base? I don't know. I missed the class. I was just <laughs> trying to pretend like I knew. It sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, she name drops oxytocin, which means Chelsea is feeling confident. Oh, yeah. Um, she says, quote, Matt and I have experienced oxytocin together. <laughs> A very normal sentence. <laughs> I love name checking the different brain chemicals that are activated <laughs> by my company. Um, Osha says that they will be each hugging a blindfolded mat for 40 seconds. I don't know how they landed on 40 seconds. It's yeah. so oddly specific to it's me. It's yeah. a weird and arbitrary amount of time that must work for the cameras. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. The The other women are, are tasked again with watching on a big TV screen as these hugs play out. Um, and funnily enough, you can also see Osha and Dr. Goldstein just kind of looking on, like, in the background, like, proud parents. Yeah, yeah that is really weird. Odd. Like, they're finally <laughs> learning to get on. <laughs> I was wondering if they also got to hug as well. Um, <laughs> we just didn't for see. Forty it. seconds. <laughs> um, Matt enjoys all of the hugs. <laughs> Good on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we mostly focus on Abby's reactions. She says, "Like, ah, uh, yeah, we get it." While the hugs are playing out and stuff mm. like that, it's definitely still like this jealousy edit that you guys have been talking about. Certainly. Um, oh, el- here we go. What's that? There are studies that have shown that a 20-second hug reduces the harmful physical effects of stress. Okay. And one of the most effective ways to stimulate the oxytocin is to hug someone for a time period of no less than 20 seconds. Hmm. What if you do it twice? We did it four times. Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of oxytocin? This other website says we need 12 hugs a day. Really? Mm. Between that and the glasses of water, (laughs) (laughs) you bat your full Um, schedule's full. Yeah, no time for anything. You have to do the hugs on the toilet. Oh wait, you don't sit down when you pee. Wait, you don't go to the toilet when you drink water, do you? (laughs) Wait, you don't drink water on the toilet. Oh no, no. As in, for the last time, guys, I don't drink toilet water. (laughs) Stop asking me. A, I forgot how you both use the bathroom. Yep. And B. <laughs> no, usually drinking additional fluids makes you need to use the restroom. Uh huh. Uh huh. I have a hug toilet. <laughs> I picked it up. It's a sophisticated Japanese toilet. <laughs> Where was if that on the list? If you put your knees at a certain angle, from one to thirty, it was very dark. <laughs> they've got I, I I mean people probably know about the toilets in Japan they're like quite intelligent and they've got like a little bidet and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I don't yeah. need to go into detail but it will do some washing and stuff like that yeah, when yeah. I got back to Australia I found out we actually have them as well yeah we've got them it's in a different room in the bathroom and yeah. they're much harder to use and they point like oh, straight yeah, down yeah. S- very strange and angle. it goes all over the place yeah. it's like a bunch of different yeah uh-huh. I don't know how like I don't know. I try all the time mm. um, to like angle myself up there the it's right way. Tough. You put yourself in like a wheelbarrow kind of position, but yeah. just to get it right. Where yeah. are these? Is this some? Well, it's like if you walk past the toilet, yeah, and way. then you go in the little like room. You like draw the curtain across, and then yeah. there's the one that just like comes Is down this from in up like above. the male toilet. Oh, oh it's kind of like just like any bathrooms. kind of bathroom. Yeah. It's like the down from up above water. It like sprinkles down. On the <laughs> oh, wait, that's the shower. What's that? What's that? I don't <laughs> really understand. <laughs> I just 
got it. <laughs> I just wanted to know where they were. <laughs> They're in there. You've probably you've probably idea. seen them. You don't pee in there. No. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> um, Ellie says that her hug is quote probably the most intimate thing she's ever experienced in her life. For truth, buggery. <laughs> I thought that was sad. It's, isn't it? I think she means it in like a sweet, light-hearted way. But I'm yeah. also like, oh no, Ellie. Have you never watched Paddington Two? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! By the way, Paddington Two leaving Netflix this week. Netflix Australia, they're deleting Paddington Two. It's a crime. It's a real crime. <laughs> Write to your local MP. <laughs> <laughs> you member of Paddington. <laughs> 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 I, had to, you know, I um have some friends who live in Paddington. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been actually encouraging them to move out and start their own colony called Paddington 2. <laughs> Superior, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, they're both great, but mm. Paddington 2 has just got the edge on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Um, Abby is last, and she, in my opinion, does frankly what I feel like anyone would do if they were tasked with hugging someone that they have a connection with for like a fairly long set amount of time. Mm. She starts like sort of rubbing her hands on his back and that kind of thing. Um and I feel like because they've now been shooting in the sun for quite a while, he has started to sweat a little bit. Sure. And the yeah. editors are like, bingo. Like, this is a gold mine. Zoom he, in. He's so hot and sweaty. He's like practically oozing friggin' cum. <laughs> That's really good. I didn't need to say that. That's fine. Oh, um, no. But it's like everyone finds it so scandalous. Yeah. Um, and it really doesn't go down well. Except Matt, who says it's a pretty sexual hug. It's Okay, so this has become a real thing of Matt's, is that whenever we hear from him in confessional, he's talking about the sexual chemistry that he has from with Abby. Yeah. Uh, and I just think it's something to monitor over the next couple of episodes, because... Uh, I would want it, for in terms of Abby's winner edit to get to a point where she is referred to as anything other than, like, right. the sexual energy, you know? Mm. Um, and I'm not sure that we're seeing that edit from her on the TV show through all these episodes. They're not really right? rounding yeah. that out with other attributes of hers. Right, exactly. But you don't know for sure if that was shot either. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, all of... She might just be asked about that. Right, mm. exactly, you know, and that's kind of... Um, part of it, you know, that Matt just might be asked to comment yeah, on this yeah. one thing yeah. specifically because the show's got a narrative going or it could be um, that they've asked him about a bunch of stuff and selectively only chosen to yeah, that's you know, true. edit a, a particular set of things. So, Matt does have this pretty sexual hug but then also his top pick is Ellie. Yeah. And he just says, great hug! <laughs> and he, he doesn't say like, it was also the most intimate thing that has ever happened in my life. <laughs> yeah. He goes, great hug. <laughs> it was a great hug. Yeah. I've had worse. <laughs> it's like, I've had better, but it right. was just great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you're uh, at a... It's like when you're at a theme park and you eat something. You're like, look, it's not good food. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. It's yeah, great. It's great. Look, like Mickey Mouse. Oh. <laughs> All of these, it's like you're at a theme park. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm a gonna stop if you want. You're at a theme park. It's transitioning back to work. Yeah, right? thank yeah. you. Sorry, sorry. I actually um, have been to the happiest place on earth. I would have thought you'd be a little happier for me. <laughs> but I think that a hug should just be great. 
don't you? I don't right. think it should be right. sexual or anything Well, else. that's true. You just want it to be really great. He's valuing the hugging aspects of a hug. You know, he's yeah. not looking for yeah. anything extra huggy. But he seems quite pragmatic. So I feel like she's explained the science and he's like, great, I'm looking for, for just a great hug. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No this more. is real down the line. No this is what I want. Mm. Yeah. Well, the next part of the date involves Matt and each of the women staring into one another's eyes for four minutes, which to me feels like it's probably reality TV poison. Right. Um, the next few minutes are essentially just a montage of uncomfortable close-ups yeah. with choppy voiceover, which sort of just resets the narratives of all of the women. Um, it's and hard to watch. I just, like, as much as they edit this down, it's super weird. Yeah. It's really weird, and no new information is gained, which is the main thing, and all we're getting to participate in is the awkwardness that the show has created by making these women watch each other watch, like, yeah, their interactions Yeah, but I feel like Matt. we achieved that with the hugs. Like, totally. I was right. really shocked that this was continuing, because I was like, bit. oh, cool, that's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, like, it's... I guess a little bit of a contrast to earlier in the season where all we got to see was, I think it was Sagand and Abby on the cameras. Mm. But this time it's like, we get to watch all of the final four, watch each other with Matt. And you can just feel the intensity kind of like ratcheting up. Yeah. Final five. Mm. And it's like, it's way too long for it. So all of the, yes. w- and, and they're not speaking or anything. So all no. of the women like resort to kind of the only thing that you could do in that situation, which is to sort of, make little faces and do little micro expressions and that mm. sort of thing. Right. Which the cameras choose as the only moments to show. And then like, there's a bit of commentary and, you know, like Abby bites her lip at one point and then they say like, Oh, she's being a bit playful and a bit flirty. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. like, I'm sure within four minutes, like everyone would have done some kind of facial tick that probably looked playful and flirty. I don't yeah. think I could do anything for four minutes. Right. Um, and, <laughs> Mm. Um, I've been doing this podcast for a while. <laughs> I mean, Emma's thing was exclusively facial tics for four minutes. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to fill this. <laughs> if I can't talk, I'm going to do I something. Fill the silence. That was beautiful, though. Her it was face nice. just lit up. Yeah, I loved she's really it. encouraging and supportive of him. Yeah. Um, like a son. It turns out the like woman. A hot son. <laughs> More of a you know daughter. what they have at theme parks? <laughs> <laughs> the sun. That's true. Um, <laughs> the the woman who hugged and stared the best, and thus the winner of the extra, um, the final extra time is Ellie. Okay, like I guess, yeah. sure. All right. So at a batchy couch, Ellie tells Matt that quote the way I'm feeling about you, it feels really special to me and really intimate and really meaningful. And you know, it feels like the way I would imagine it to feel in someone that you would want to spend the rest of your life with. And Cute. Matt says, it's humbling and beautiful to hear that. Although to me, like I just like pulling that sentence apart, like syntax wise, it kind of feels like she just kind of closed with, I imagine you would want to spend the rest of your life with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, interesting. I read it the other way. Which is, which is what? Uh, I imagine that I would, that this is the feeling that it feels like if I would want to spend the rest of my life with you. Right. I feel like, sh- but she was doing that thing that often people do subconsciously where they swap the, like they say you when they mean I, and they oh, say I when they mean you. Interesting. And I feel like maybe, I mean, it's a perfectly innocent mistake or whatever. I'm not trying to like pull her apart on her sure, grammar sure, or anything yeah. like that. But um, it is funny that if she meant to do this or, you know, even if you just read it from it being written down, it kind of just seems like she's saying, 
uh, you want you to will fall in love with me. Like it could yeah. be a very subversive little tactic. True. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, she doesn't take too long before mentioning that Abby is not there for the right reasons. Uh, and in some admittedly quite Frankenbitten dialogue, we hear her say, quote, she just wants to be famous on social media. Mm. To his credit, in confessional, Matt says that this kind of speculation doesn't really help him um, and that the intimate feeling of the date has now kind of been muddled up by this little bit of game playing. Yeah. Mm. And then the other thing about this is that in an interview this week, um, Ellie told news.com.au that there was some other stuff going on in this conversation that was not obviously picked shown, up yeah. or shown or anything like that. She was actually trying to talk to Matt about an impending trip to Europe that she had oh, coming up. Okay. And like, they did talk about that and it just wasn't shown, but like, that's the reason why she felt like she had to sort of pull him apart uh, aside. And that's the reason for like the shift in tone of this conversation. Right. Um, you know, oh, as she in did go because on that she trip. wanted to warn him, like, if right. You choose me, she was like, I'll, if you pick me, I do have this I'll trip. I'll be out booked. of office for right. four weeks. <laughs> totally. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and you can uh, fucking get stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can good, cram it up your eyes. Good, good, good. Matt. So then, so then they got her being like, I really need to talk to you. Right. About something. Right. Exactly. Then, exactly. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And she also says that she was influenced by producers to speak up about Abby, um, which like none of this stuff is too hard of to believe. Course, it, right, it totally yeah. makes sense. Um, but yeah, it is important to bear in mind, like we're discussing the narrative that is presented on this show, Yes, but that is often quite different from the actual, uh, events that yeah. have taken place. And so the other thing that I, I wanted to raise here is like the way that Matt handled this. And I think that we've seen it go two different ways. Right. And most of the time when it's been centered around Abby, it's been a, sort of been perceived as a, one of his potentials questioning his judgment. Mm. whereas the other situations in which he's gotten really involved being Monique called him a dog cunt and Rachel is interested in other women on the show, yeah. other men on the show, rather. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, they're more like attacks on his vanity. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's more of a cause of concern for him to get immediately involved and address the issue. You know, it's not like, um, w- you know, you and I see things in a different light. It's like a direct attack on hey, this person's called you this name yeah. or, um, hey, this woman is not interested in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting that the the call to action is a little bit different. Well, the next day or something, um, Matt... <laughs> <laughs> when? Uh, Matt rocks up to the mansion <laughs> in a moving truck uh, telling the women he's, quote, moving into a pseudo house uh, and asks for Abby's help. Um, Great. Just fucking go on Airtasker or something. It's just so weird. <laughs> it's really so a misuse weird. of his power in this yeah. situation. And a truck, like, that's mm-hmm. carbon emissions. We don't need. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> Thank you. On this fake, there's enough people actually moving. Right. Also, I'm considering becoming a pseudo house DJ. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I also love, imagine if moving actually just involved getting to the new place and making the bed. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Just with everyone else's belongings <laughs> yeah. still there. Daddy, do you remember when we pushed that up the set of stairs? And can <laughs> yeah. you describe what it is in the process that we undertook? It's like a white chest of drawers or a tall boy, whatever you prefer to call mm. it. Mm. Gender neutral chest of drawers. Yeah. Mm. We had to flip it upside down. 
And then Max had to pull it and I had to push it up mm. these stairs. <sighs> and we got to the halfway point. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Danny's like, I So I, I just can't. started screaming. <laughs> it's the middle of Paul February. Paul Callan, which is just <laughs> like Max's friend that I pal. thought would come. <laughs> <laughs> and Max is like, we can do it. We can do it. We've got to do it. And I'm like sweating. It's the middle of February. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we got it up the stairs. Yeah. It looks beautiful. It it's looks only a bit dented. Yeah. And so you'll live in this house until you die. Oh, That's the plan. If you buy this house, you buy the <laughs> <laughs> I think it was only by the tenants. <laughs> <laughs> we live here. Yeah. Uh, yes, they do. They arrive at a house which is already furnished, <laughs> and, they, and so they pretty much head straight for the bedroom. Um, and they, it's pretty nice. I think they goof around together while they're making the bed. Um, clearly, they have not endured any of the actual stresses of moving house, so uh-huh. it's no. like a nice little fake couple normal experience. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, I like this as an idea, except that they don't really follow through and make them do anything. That's true. Um, mm. The interesting thing for me is, like, this is a better date than the let's see how good of a mum date you are. Oh, you know? for sure. But it's in the same family. Yeah. You know what? That's true, actually. Like, it's testing out a real-life situation, but without all of that baggage. Right. Like, yeah. uh, this is what we could be doing in the future. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, they're making the bed. As they're putting a doona cover on, Matt says blue is his favorite color. Uh, I've also heard it's the warmest color, so uh. good for a doona. Um, <laughs> and before long, um, they start getting a little bit cozy together and they share a pash. Mm. At one point, Matt puts his glasses on the nightstand, which means they're definitely going to fuck. Wow. Everybody knows what yeah. that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either I'm going to sleep or... <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, oh, but no. Oh. <laughs> um... um in confessional, Abby says that she is, quote, slightly humping Matt because he's very hot and she's sexually frustrated. I actually like that this kind of stuff is being addressed because I yep. feel like there is a real hesitance to talk about sex and the absence of sex in this situation. Right. Um, but when you're like an adult person watching it, it's like you do think like they're in this house. Yeah. It's like. But it's like you think of that. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like one you? of the great unanswered questions, I guess. Totally. Yeah. Um, particularly of the Australian one. Have right. they talked about it much in previous seasons? Not really. No. It gets hinted at so that they can play little porno music and stuff, but it's like very much like a how's your father, like wink and a nudge type yeah. of thing. Safe Australian television. Yeah. I also loved the use of the word humping. Right, yeah. <laughs> How often do we get to hear humping? Yeah, true. It should be National said more TV. often. Mm. Yeah. Welcome back to Bachelor of Humps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a camel show, I guess. We should consider changing the podcast name, it's I Yeah, you're right. You're Quite right. a good idea. I do feel like um, the, like on on one level, I do enjoy the humping stuff being in there and they're talking about how they're not having sex in the house and that kind of thing yeah. being in there. But I also feel like much like Abby's expression of interest in being a sexologist, um, the producers don't necessarily have the purest of intentions in including this. Right. Mm. Like, I feel like it is just part of the, like, broader, um, you know, way that uh, character, what is it? Caricature. Yes. They're making of Abby. Characterization. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Matt, uh, ever the buzzkill, um, brings up the allegation that, <laughs> well, he is, don't you think? He's a bit of a wet blanket. Yeah. You don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, he's heavily briefed, isn't he, on sh- the run yes. sheet of the scene? Sure. Yes, certainly. Um, and, you know, things are getting a little too interesting for him. So, he, well, I, I don't know, a little too 
the feisty. What's the word? Frisky. Uh, frisky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he brings up this allegation that Abby is just looking to build a social media profile. Um, the two of them are together on this batchy couch. And, like, this is something that has been frustrating me. Mm. Um, this this thing about the, like, just being there to build a social media profile. Right. And that kind of thing. Because, like, of course, right? Like, one of the benefits of being this show is an increased social media following or a platform, right? Like, right. If you didn't want that at all, you wouldn't go on there. Like, right. Exactly. Well, there are plenty There are plenty of, like, perfectly good ways to find love that don't involve being on TV and promoting your personal brand. Yeah, right. definitely. There's and Tinder. Also- there's Bumble. There's having somebody design art for your band and then seeing them at a concert, but not talking to them straight away, but then sliding into their DMs and eventually starting <laughs> like a long distance relationship, which after a few months coincides with a new job into uh, a job opportunity in a different city. And then sort of naturally segues into a proper relationship. And mm. then you move in together and then you go on a two week trip to Japan together. And then you <laughs> go to see Shrek's 40 adventure. And <laughs> she doesn't want to come watch and that's okay. That's fine. That's totally fine. fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Shrek does a big fight. <laughs> And that's okay too. I will say this is written into their contracts, right? right? Like the social media aspect of this experience, mm. it's written into their contracts that like you will post about this. They have to promote it. Like right. every episode, they mm. share a photo of the, a glossy, high quality photo of themselves on Instagram wearing the outfit from that night's cocktail party. Like that is not a coincidence. No, they don't just no. all happen to like that photo every single time exactly, and want to share it. Yes, definitely. Exactly. You're obliged. But that by like by nature of that, that means you have to be discoverable on social media. Right. Exactly. Which means you're naturally going to earn more followers. Right. Which right. Long gone are the days when Sam Frost's Instagram handle was fro underscore o one. Yeah, it has to you be know? like your name. Yeah, but I also like have been thinking more about this, and I feel like this is such a gendered issue. Yeah, like I don't remember the last time that just trying to get big on social media was used as a criticism of men on The Bachelorette. Reese Chilton. I guess maybe that was it. Literally, but like, well, yeah, that's a that's a good example. No, there was also um. The villain last year. Patty? Charlie? The, no, with the Bob from hmm. the Honey Badger season. The woman with a jewelry label in Fiji. Oh, sure. Oh, but that's, Kat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's women, though, right? Right. Like, like, I feel like the show broadly, and, and also maybe Australia, is like has an issue. I mean, I could be talking out of turn here, but I feel like there is some issue here with like women trying to leverage some semblance of power out of this situation. Oh, sorry. You're saying that it's like I'm saying that gender like, specific that this, they paint the like at least one woman each season as being right. like there to get a social media following. Right. Whereas like with the men who go on Bachelorette, I don't think it seemed to be that big of a deal. It's more like fame in general than like right. this weird yeah, yeah, specific. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just that like I got fired up thinking about that because it's upsetting. Yeah, that's really like, interesting. Yeah. That... You know, maybe, you know, the the term wrong reasons is used as like a sort of catch-all or whatever. And it means mm. that they don't necessarily have to interrogate the actual ideas at the heart of it or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I feel like when we look at what it means for women on The Bachelor, it is usually hand-in-hand hand with, like, getting a social following. Um, whereas for men, I think it's like, it's, it's used as hand-in-hand hand for, like, wanting to root or right. like, you know, like a, it, it could be a handful of other things. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. That's really, really true. I feel uh, this point is somewhat tenuous, but no, it's not. I think it's true. Hmm. 
Um, anyway, um, Abby feels like she has to go on the back foot at this um, point. She says she's not interested in Instagram at all, which I don't strictly believe, but I can understand her feeling like she might have to say it at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's an unfair criticism in my opinion. Like, because everyone is there with that as part of it, like, right. as much as maybe you are not interested in it, like some people maybe, um, or maybe you are forced to pursue it, or maybe you are genuinely like hoping to get some sense of gain out of it, because it's also like only one out of the twenty to thirty people who go on the show will actually get like the prize, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's a nice like byproduct, right? To, I don't like, think be it's like, a- oh, I didn't get the person I was interested in, mm. but at least I have 10,000 Instagram followers. Right. I don't feel right. like that's a bad thing. Like Exactly. Yeah. Here are these marketing opportunities that I now have and I can be sponsored by this brand or my mm. business is growing or whatever it happens to be. Right. Yeah. And it's a double standard, I think, that that's not applied to people in any other, like, entertainment or, you know, like, actors and stuff like that are yeah. not judged as, you know, just doing it to get more i don't know like of course they're not in a competition style show where the perceived goal is to have a romantic relationship but also like it is just realistic to realize that that is not going to happen for everybody right and like i mean why else do you go on that show i'm a celebrity right right yeah yeah yeah. right get me out of here to to get (laughs) out of here you must know that they're not there to begin with though (laughs) (laughs) they get put there (laughs) and then they want to leave Sorry, as in, isn't it like to give your career a little like rush. that little oomph. right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So at the cocktail party, Abby and Matt return, and Abby is wearing a blue dress. Blue. Favorite color. Oh. Hello. Whose favorite color is that? Maddie's. <laughs> it's a warm it's one. Yeah. And also, weren't the sheets blue, or were they just like a blue gray? They were blue. He loves it. He can't get enough. That's a terrible sheet color. You think? Sheets should only be neutral colours. Is blue not neutral? (laughs) Blue is not neutral. Blue is a primary colour. Oh, no. You said that with such knowledge. I don't know what... Yeah, look, you're talking to the person who didn't know what a cushion was two weeks ago. Yeah. So that's a lost cause. We're (laughs) We're talking white, black. Black I don't like, but I'll... It's fine. Like stone, bone. Beige. Beige. Okay, yes. Gray, grayish. Grayish? So blue is not. <laughs> blue is not good. Blue is not a sheet color to me. Fuck. What color are your sheets? Oh, no. <gasps> are they black? One of those cool colors, like you said. Uh, was it's it blaze? Yeah, yeah it's it's grayish. Blaze. It's good. Bla- blaze. <laughs> Hey, uh, forward cell. I got the best color sheets ever. What's up, Max? Uh, we got some great color chat coming up later. What's, oh, really? On the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Okay, Stay excellent. tuned. Um, Ellie realizes that she might have to get out in front of this thing, and so she pulls Abby aside for a chat. Abby says she doesn't want to talk about it because it's going to make her upset, but Ellie proceeds, saying that she questions Abby's seriousness in the competition and so on. She's really gunning for it. In confessional, Abby says Ellie makes her feel sick and that she doesn't want to speak to her ever again. So what do you think of when someone's trying to sort out a problem of the other person saying, I don't want to speak to you. It's just going to make me upset. Is it's that, tough, isn't it? Is 
I couldn't get my head around whether that's an okay thing to say or whether it's like not because you should be trying to sort through the conflict. Like, I haven't made my mind up. I'm just wondering. So, I think it depends on who the person is that you're having the conflict with, firstly. Like, if you're someone, if this is someone who you're planning on having a long-term investment in and a future, like if it was Matt and Ellie having the conflict, Mm. you know, you would want Matt to say, okay, cool, look, I can't talk about this right now because I'll get really upset. But let's go away for half an hour. Maybe we can come back. We can resolve it then, Mm. you know. Mm. But if Abby is already intent in saying, I don't think that I want to have a relationship with this person full stop, then, and I think that there's sort of similar discourse to come out of this with Eleanor in the next episode Mm. um, where if you've decided that you want to disengage, you're well within your rights to draw your boundary. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Um, I I agree. I think it's so informed by the context of what the discussion is, who it's with and, and also like the dynamic, like, you know, obviously this is a different dynamic than you would probably ever have this experience come up in regular life. True. Yeah. Um, so on the one hand, I want to be respectful of Abby's uh, attitude, which is just like, look, my relationship with Ellie, while you know beneficial in the short term, is not something that I'm necessarily going to prize above all else. I feel like right. that's like a and core part of her. And about my own emotion. Right, exactly. Right. And she's just making the decision on this particular night, and perhaps it's happening more with her than some of the others or whatever. Mm. But it's like she's making the decision to put her own, um, whether it's well-being or comfort or whatever, yeah. Like above the, you know, uh, long-term health of the relationships with these other women that she was randomly put in the house with, which like, right. yeah, when you boil it down so to that, true. it's like, who could possibly blame her? You know, like, yeah. and whilst there are occasions where it's like, oh, that came across as a bit icy or whatever. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like she didn't actually come here to make friends. Ah. No, it's a good idea for a show though. Mm. <laughs> A show where you go there to make friends? Yeah. It's yeah, a fucking great idea. Friend Island? What would you call it? Friends? Oh, that's good. <laughs> I've got a good idea for a theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, i got a better idea for a theme song. <laughs> Don't do it for any longer. It's not copyright. Oh, we'll get in oh, trouble. Yep. Yeah. Um, after this point, there is 10 minutes of Rose Ceremony. During which Matt says four names. (laughs) It's 2.5 minutes per name. Uh, It went for too long. Yes. Uh, He goes, Eleanor, Abby, Chelsea, and Emma. You did it in four seconds. I did. Well, I've been doing this for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Matt's new. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that's why he doesn't have a Bachelor recap podcast. That's right. That's true. He can never hit the fast pace (laughs) that we at minute one. 58 <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, yeah, but, you know, there's some stuff we can cut. Oh, well, I don't think so. Um, the theme park stuff. <laughs> oh, come on. We dim that down a bit. Very important. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's goodbye to fan favorite Ellie. Uh, Matt walks her out, and she seems like she's been pretty blindsided. Mm. Um, he says it was such a hard decision telling her that it was just based on the strength of connections. Um, and Ellie eventually, you know, she sort of resigned. She says that uh, he should follow his heart and trust his gut. And then in the limo, we see her say, what the fuck, what the fuck happened? Well, he picked her for the best hug. Yeah. yeah. I would feel blindsided too. That's true. What yeah. if you were dating someone and they were like, you give the best hugs of anyone 
I've ever met. And then suddenly the next day they didn't call you again. Oh my god. Yeah. You just made that so real for me. <laughs> oh no. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's really yeah. Uh, I would be like, what about the hugs? Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't we hug again? Couldn't we do one more of those? Perhaps if you tried it again. Yeah. You might <laughs> change your mind. I like I You didn't so seem to like the hugs of the others quite so much. <laughs> Perhaps you ought to reconsider. Yeah. I so understand that. Hmm. I also understand that on that date, Ellie spent so much of her time talking about someone else. Right. Rather than talking about her life with Matt. Which, as far as the Batchy shows go, yeah, it's a complete no-go. It's a no-go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's a no-no? It's a no-no-no-go. Yeah. Mm. It's a yo-yo. <laughs> it's a yo-go. It's a, what's the... Uh, is yo-go the chocolate mousse? Mm-hmm. Oh, delicious. Mm-hmm. It's not a mousse. It's a thick yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we done with Ellie? <laughs> that's it. Sorry, okay. Ellie. I look. I think Sorry. that that's a real. Um, I think that she has gained a lot from this experience. Probably, yes. um, I because here's the thing, um, everybody loves Ellie, right? She's, she's from the farm. She's from right. the farm. She's Australia's new best friend. Yeah, in the way that several other people from this show have been. She's a great host for our new TV show about making friendships as an adult. Oh my god, that's really true. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. (laughs) So great, awesome. She's got a new gig lined up. She's gonna be freaking stoked. (laughs) Ellie, we love you. It's going really good, and it would never work if she was shacked up with boring old Matt. That's it, you know. No, she's got to travel for the show. I hope she's doing well. Like she's uh, she's on a trip in Europe right now like so she went on the, the that's right trip. Yeah. she's gone at the moment yeah yes, so it's girl. like okay yeah go get it you know yeah go get meet those some, Aperol right meet mm. some swarthy Italian man or what does it mean to be swarthy I have never heard that word in my life it just means dark complexioned oh oh with an R mm. I've never used that word before guys we're here to learn we've all got degrees or something do you have a degree you yeah. would, of course. What's Journalism. Your oh. Much better than us. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's mm. very yeah. good. I is it like dapper? D- is that what it's like? No. Dapper means well-dressed. Dapper is my least favorite word. Whoa. Blah. What about... Nah, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We continue to... <laughs> I don't, well, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, couldn't think of another word to Me say. Neither. I don't know very many words. Let's go back to Europe. Ellie deserves more. Let's go back to Europe, everyone. Okay. Okay. That's here comes the bride. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is a national anthem of any uh, country in what Europe? What an unfortunate song for Ellie to be hearing <laughs> oh, upon no. her Do 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 do
While you do that, I'll just talk over you with a special tribute to Ellie. Thank you so much for being on the show. You were beautiful. You're everyone's new best friend. We love Ellie from the farm and we wish you well. We continue to The Bachelor Australia Season 7 Episode 14. Can I just say that was the national anthem of <laughs> Hamp- this podcast? Hampstead Dancopolis. <laughs> uh, Prime Minister Hampton did a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really turned things around. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here for the Hometown Dates, which is historically one of the most formulaic episodes of every season. Boring. Basically what happens is that the Bachelor or Bachelorette visits each of his prospective choices in their hometown... And then they do some kind of date before it's time to meet the family. Mm. I always forget about the date bit, like yeah. the them showing him or her something right. in the hometown. I yeah. always just think of the family bit. Yeah. 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 You're always like, oh, tennis. But right. Is that you're really like, what oh. that city's known for? <laughs> 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 here to see all the sights and sounds of the Central Coast or whatever. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would have been awesome. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. that's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So typically the We're here in my hometown of Tokyo (laughs) (laughs) We're going on Jurassic Park the ride (laughs) Watch out for the ecthiosaurs or whatever They're going to spit water at you (laughs) You don't want to drink that stuff No, none of that (laughs) Typically the batch will have to answer some kind of like (laughs) I was just picturing that episode of The Simpsons Where they drink the water from (laughs) that ride Oh yeah, yeah, yeah (laughs) Typically the batch will have to answer to some kind of protective enforcer figure Who in each of the families will like threaten to ask the hard questions Right, there's always someone Bloody snap ya Yeah, yeah, yeah (laughs) Something that comes to light in this episode that I really thought of though Was that um, some of these enforcers are much more willing than others. We'll get to it when we mm. get there. But um, I wonder, do you know that you're going to be characterized as one of the enforcers? I think so. Like, I feel like they must get briefed, like, you're the bodyguard of the family. Like, yeah. Because otherwise, like, people don't naturally fall into those archetypes that readily, right? Right, right, right. So, yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, and we were talking, while it was airing, Danny, you made a really good point about how gendered that often is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like the like the masculinity that's associated with asking the tough question or mm. you know whatever it happens to be. Mm. Oh, it's know. usually a tough dad, right? Or a yeah. tough older brother? Tough brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or yeah. Uncle Roy, whoever yeah. Right. Name? Yeah, I don't know. Who was the guy Sorry, who punched Roy. in Richie's season? Oh, yeah. What oh, was, was it? Was it Olena's dad? Olena's dad. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the boxer. A boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Mm. Mm. So, uh <laughs> and not the dog either. <laughs> that would have been fine. <laughs> in VO for what this episode. Ep- dad was a dog. <laughs> I'm so confused. Papa dog. <laughs> Papa in- dog preach. Uh, <laughs> in VO for this episode, Osher promises us the most dramatic hometown in Bachelor history. Hell yeah. And I just don't know if that's like that high of a bar to jump over. <laughs> um, off the well, they're top- identical. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like the most dramatic sandwich ever bought at a gas station. <laughs> like, I mean, right, right, right. Okay. In Bachelor history, do you have a most dramatic hometown? Uh, 
I mean, maybe the maybe the boxer. The boxer. What about this dog park? Oh well, yeah. That was just that awful. was truly, truly a game changer. That I was mean, traumatic. So, yeah, yeah. It might not have been dramatic, but it definitely was traumatic. Yeah, as you say. And that episode also featured the weird thing with Charlie, who wouldn't let Ali meet her family. Oh, true. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like this episode at all. Me neither. It was awful. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on there. So, first up is Abby, who meets Matt at a rooftop pool in her hometown of Brisbane. Matt tells us in voiceover that he's excited to really get to know Abby here, you know, and just settle down and have a great chat. I bet. Lol jokes. It is a make-out date. Smooch fest. They kiss in the pool. (laughs) They kiss while they are receiving massages. They kiss and they kiss and they kiss. I didn't realize they went to... Kisbin. Uh, <laughs> Kississippi. So this is uh, really like deliberately set. I think oh, yeah. we're seeing so much physicality on screen to the point of it being like a bit confronting. Hmm. Um, for the m- people who are trying to massage you. <laughs> certainly, but also <laughs> for the people trying to watch The Fucking Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. I liked that resort. I want to yeah. know where it is. It looked nice. I want to go to that rooftop. Uh-huh. I want to have a swim. Yep. Beautiful Brisbane weather. Yeah. I'm there for it. Yeah. Can I come? Yeah. Oh, that'd be exciting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I felt like an unexpected ask. <laughs> you want to what? <laughs> well, we're using your hotel points. Oh, sure. <laughs> 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 they exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically what we're emphasizing is this like, physical relationship narrative that has been Matt and Abby's most significant story beat throughout the season. Yeah. Sure. There's nothing more here. All of a sudden, it's time for dinner. Abby arrives wearing a white dress to meet her family, and Matt is dressed as a tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> Did, do you cop this shirt? Boing. Oh, my God. It was bright. Matt is dressed... Neon green. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Matt is dressed as the worst flavor of Gatorade. (laughs) He arrives to dinner dressed as an overcautious cyclist, and Abby and her family are the road at night. (laughs) He arrives dressed as Yoshi with jaundice. (laughs) He arrives dressed as a highlighter with nothing to highlight. (laughs) The color is just not flattering on anyone, I don't think. No. Danny, fashion, agree? It's flattering on Kim Kardashian. Uh-huh. Okay. She makes everything look good. True. Seems like something you should maybe not somehow not be able to wear on TV. Like, it'll just throw the cameras off or something. Like, it's a bit of a miracle that he got away with it. Yeah. It, yeah. I. But if I'm going to meet somebody's parents, I'm not wearing neon green. Definitely not. Yeah. I want to be like as invisible as possible in yeah. that circumstance, right? Oh, just like, yeah, you just want to be able to let your personality speak for you i guess yeah, yeah. like i don't know if neon green says all <laughs> he's like how can but i I've no, how can i make know. sure i blend in with these people <laughs> yeah. who i don't yeah. know very well yeah. i want to wear my most muted tones right. such as the color blue yeah but like True. you've never worn that color before yeah. to right. my knowledge he's like, like i'm gonna try on a new outfit yeah, and that's guess what not the time it's you loud <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So the play here is that Matt wants to get some alone time with Abby's mum to confirm her timeline for kids and family. Abby's, not Abby's Mm. mum. Abby's mum has already kind of sorted a lot of that stuff out. She's got that stuff sorted. And then Matt's going to get some stern words from Abby's uncle. 
Um, mm. His first words to Matt, just by the way, are, you look gorgeous. Oh. I know. I love how quickly they pivoted towards him being the bad cop because he was the only male there. Right, yeah. right. And they were like, oh, let's leave in the gorgeous bit. People will forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. no. You only get one shot at that. That's my mm. highlight of the episode. It was fun. <laughs> I'd say Matt's shirt is my highlighter of the episode. <laughs> We're basically ticking boxes here. Matt gets confirmation on his timeline from Abby's mum, and he's like, I knew it! Um, but weirdly, he doesn't bring up his sexual chemistry with Abby in his chat with Abby's mum. Isn't that odd? It's so weird, because it's all that he ever brings up in confessional. Right, mm. yeah. But he's not like, oh, me and your daughter have the most unbelievable sessions. <laughs> <laughs> when the two of us are alone together I'm in a so room, frustrated we can't keep Abby. our hands off each other. <laughs> uh, he also changes his timeline from three to five years, from two to four years. Did anyone catch this? Well, have they been shooting the year, the show for a year at this point? And it's hard to say. Yeah, yes. that, maybe that's it. Could be arbitrary, could be not. Mm. Uh, and then Abby's uncle quizzes Matt. Softballing the easiest question anyone has ever had to answer on a hometown date, which is, what makes you so special? Mm. And Matt's like, well, I'm The Bachelor. And Abby's uncle is like, welcome to the family. Would you like to be written into the will? Yeah, he's like, hang on. I thought he was coming over tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> You're The Bachelor? Oh, welcome. Well, come on in. Ooh, gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, now it's time for the... Oh, wait, no. Finally, a little glimpse of what we all came here for. Our cat really just going hell for leather right now on a rug that uh, she... Is this a rug? Is this what you would call a rug, Danny? It's a throw. A throw, mm. uh, which she kind of, I guess, must think is her mum. Yeah. Do you have a cat, Xavi? No, not currently. Yeah. Have, have you, you seen, seen a cat? A cat I've cat loved shooter? many cats throughout my life, including Jeff. Yeah. I have seen cats do this, but she Jeff, I feel like, is maybe the main propagator of this type of behavior. Yeah. yeah. What she does is she gets the throw in her mouth, and then she stamps up and down on it, and she really, like, purrs and goes to town like it's her job for the day. Well, I was going to say, it's like when Jeff and that rug, that throw get together in a room, they can like, <laughs> keep their paws off one another. It's like, oh my mm. god, guys. Finally, a little glimpse of what we oh, actually came here for. Hardcore emotional vulnerability. Yeah, baby. Abby says, I really am falling in love with you. And Matt loves that. And then in confessional, we hear Abby say, me and Matt, that's all that matters. That's love it. beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. Now it's time for the Chelsea date. We meet somewhere in Melbourne. Does anyone remember what this date is? Is this the, the one that was part? tennis and then it wasn't tennis? No, no. that's that a different one. Mm. Yeah. Um, look, who knows what happened here? <laughs> Can't fucking remember. Nope. Anyway, we learn that Chelsea's dad is called Snowy and that she also has a sister called Shannon. <laughs> You're going to say a sister called Tintin. <laughs> 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 I love Snowy. It's so festive. It really yeah. is. She's got an uncle called Captain Haddock <laughs> and uh, <laughs> two twin brothers named Thompson and Thompson. <laughs> Let us not forget about Aunt Stunning. Santa Claus. <laughs> Stunning. Hmm. The hometown is fine. Like We learn a little bit more about Chelsea's history of heartbreak. And then Shannon, her sister, takes Matt away for a chat. She really relishes this enforcer role. 
Shannon, like, takes the time to spell out her problems with the process Chelsea's undertaking. Mm. She asks Matt, like, how do I know you're genuine? And you're the bachelor. It's all about you. What makes you worthy of Chelsea? And I think Mm. that these are really good questions to be asked. Mm. And she loved asking them, too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, at some point, Matt wins her over. um, And Shannon talks about the genuine affection she sees in Matt for Chelsea And then it's time for Chelsea to head outside with Matt to reveal her true feelings. Mm. I am falling, she says, getting halfway through the sentence, before stopping. And she kind of like has this hiccup and she talks about how hard it is for her to say those words. And Matt's like, I know, but you can still feel that he wants her to finish the sentence, Mm. but she doesn't finish the sentence. And and then they both look down and they're like, zoinks, we're off the edge of the cliff. And then they look down and they go, ah, you know, in cartoons, guys, have you ever, yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I I interrupted you. (laughs) Well, when you go on Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin <laughs> in Toontown. Mm. Um, not that it's like the most important thing, but maybe worth mentioning. Please. Um, and this has been something that within the um, hallowed halls of the Bachelor discussion uh, forums and Facebook groups and stuff mm. like that, this has been discussed quite a lot in terms of what it might mean. Yes. Yeah. Chelsea's hometown date has taken place at a house which does not belong to her. We've seen this before. Right. Why? This, this is a thing that happens from time to time. This is like truly like someone has found the Airbnb page of this exact what? place. Right. I'm and I'm sure. looking at it right now and it's a tranquil inner city family villa, seven bedroom, four bathrooms in Brunswick East. And so like we have sort what? of heard about this happening from time to time. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever actually been able to like look through the real estate photos of the house which this date took place in. Wait, why? Well, some of the theories that are being tossed around include and like there are so many reasons why someone's private life wouldn't you know, they wouldn't want right, to necessarily exactly. splash it up on screen. Yeah. And also like It doesn't ma- sound like something Snowy would approve of. Well, maybe not. It could be that they are um <laughs> You guys just both exchange this knowing look. Sweet um, Snowy. Do you guys know Snowy? No, I just <laughs> feel like I know what he stands for. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, it could be like maybe they're not especially proud of their house or maybe they don't want to have to clean up their house in such a way that a camera crew can come yep. walking through it or whatever. There's a thousand reasons why they wouldn't want this to happen. But one reason which is sort of floated to the top of the mm. discourse yes. is that Chelsea wins and... In that she will be the winner, she will have so much newfound media attention and stuff like that, that she doesn't want to, like, dox herself by showing the address that she actually lives in, because she will be a public figure for some time to come. Interesting. Whereas perhaps some of the other women who maybe will not win or don't feel like they're about to win would not really go to the same length of paying uh, $349 per night. Wow. For this sparkling, clean self-check-in. House <laughs> with four bathrooms. Should we post the link to our Twitter? <laughs> Why not? Why not stay in it? What if we recorded this episode <laughs> from that house? That would be incredible. But you know, maybe we are in there. Who knows? Has this happened before where you've been able to pick, like, the winner? Not that we know if she wins, but pick the winner based on whether the house was an Airbnb house? Not necessarily. Not really. 
Um, but that's just this theory this year. Right. This has sort of been happening around the forums and stuff like that. Because mm. mm. um, I feel like we've been able to observe that these houses don't belong to these women once or twice in the past. Right. But it hasn't necessarily been linked with any kind of like further observation. Yeah. And yeah. it's sort of led us to think that maybe it could be any number of them. Like, Yeah, definitely. It could be all four of these houses are Airbnb. Right. We don't really know. Airbnb. Right, yeah. Right. Um, there That's was the some w- next level sleuthing, though. It's very mm. well done. Mm. We move on to Emma's date, uh, and she is waiting for Matt in a dog park in Sydney. Hang on. Where? Oh, hold up. What? Hang on. Wait. Hold up. Wait. Right. I'm not joking. How, wait. Oh, but that was in Melbourne, right? Different dog park. Okay, thank God. You can lead a dog to park, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird hearing the phrase dog park again. Yeah, like definitely. Like on the television. I would that think show. that they would just, date, the they just don't want to touch it, right? Yeah. Like, Well, it's like, it f- it's very foreboding. Like they could just right. call it a park. They don't yeah. have to point out <laughs> that dogs go There's there. There's not that many dog-specific parks, are there? No. They're no. mostly no. for people. I yes. think they honestly want a bit of that. Yeah, Definitely. it's yeah. like last episode how we covered how Maddie J said, just choose someone. And it right, was like, yeah. right, right, right. It's like a reference. It's like an Easter egg for longtime fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even um, though all of that stuff was quite traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't think they have that much business bringing it back up again. <laughs> so the thing here is that Matt is actually going to meet Emma's dogs who show up in the back of a big blue trailer. It was great. It was really cute. because she does. that. Max thought they were horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does this thing where it's like, oh, I've got a very special person I'd like you... No, I've got two very special people I'd like you to meet. She yeah. actually says people, which I feel like spoils it a little bit. A little tiny bit. But it's like, okay, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And then around the corner, you expect to see two dogs, <laughs> but you instead see this giant blue... <laughs> like <laughs> It's like the Dumb and Dumber car, right? right like it's right. like a big dog wagon. I yes. know. And then inside it are these two tiny little dogs. Tiny little pups who get out and are all over Emma and Matt. It's really, really sweet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, So that's the end of their hometown date. Hang on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Uh, No, in fact, it's time for Matt to meet two of Emma's very, very close friends, Daniel and Jen. Really good names for dogs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... (laughs) What happens on this date is that Emma tells Jen, her friend, that she has fallen in love with Matt. Mm. And Jen is like, wow. <laughs> I loved Jen's lipstick. Jen had a, a beautiful shade on, didn't she? It was mm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly it was great because um, she was, I don't know, I feel like she was spilling a lot of tea and none of it stuck to her lipstick. That is good. That's yeah. what you want. <laughs> Did Daniel speak at all? No. Did anyone else find that odd? It's a bit odd. So I think the thing was that Jen just dominated this, right? Like she was uh, in VO so much more than any other person who was in this scene. Like Mm. more than Emma, more than Matt. For like 10 minutes, it was just the Jen show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Daniel could just bachelorette. (laughs) 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 Imagine that would be funny. It's Jen or the woman who showed up with Rachel on the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) Or one of the fire twirlers. Oh, if they're single, the fire twirler wants a wife and looking for love. (laughs) In voiceover, Jen says that she is worried about this news, 
And she grows more concerned when Emma says she's willing to move to Melbourne to be with Matt. Well, yeah, big no news. No one wants to lose their best friend to right. an interstate move. Yeah. To a man that they've never met, right. who's mm. also dating three other women yeah, it's not at the current time. It's not an easy pill to swallow. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Jen takes Matt aside for a chat, and he's really straightforward and diplomatic here. So, basically, Jen's like, she's in love with you. And Matt's like, I'm fucking aware she's in love with me, Jen. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent honey- more than 30 seconds with this. <laughs> and then the honey batter walks in. <laughs> Um, And so he says that he can't give Jen the answer she's looking for because she's looking for assurances that Emma is going to the end. Mm. Yeah. um, That would spoil the show. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Okay. She wins. (laughs) It's fine, Jen. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically, uh, Jen is like, yeah, the person who dominates camera and confessional time here. She's a really, really good soundbite. Mm. And she spells it out for Matt and for the audience, which I think is really important, that uh, Emma is more in love with Matt than Matt is with Emma. There it is. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of spelling it out, Emma takes Matt outside and says, I've definitely fallen in love with you. And I tell you what, I was so surprised at this news. Shocked I was. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Wait. Emma. Emma said this? Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. From The Bachelor? From The Bachelor. Well, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. But Emma. she said it to Matt? Yes, The Bachelor. Guys, That's the guy from the... beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was... I mean... <laughs> the thing was, though, Matt wasn't, like, over the moon to be receiving this news. Mm. Like, if someone says that they're in love with you, you want to, like, kiss and hug them. Mm. And Matt was kind of like, cool, thanks. Mm. You know? It's that awkward position that batchies get put in because even if they feel the same way, they have to kind of pretend it's not because then otherwise right. there's no show. Yeah. But exactly. also, if they're not, they have to kind of pretend like they might be. Or the show will be ruined. Because otherwise yeah. the show is also ruined. <laughs> right, so exactly. you have to have, like, a medium-sized response. I have the best response for that. Please. Okay. I'd love to hear it. Wait, Max, maybe you could prompt it. Okay. Danny. Yeah. Oh, I thought to me, but okay. No, go on. Well, you don't know what I'm going to say. No, I thought you were going to say it to me. That's fine. Don't worry about oh, it. Sorry. All right, Love Danny. you too, Max. Okay, whatever. Mm. Hello. Uh, over the course of this journey, <laughs> I started out being in love with you. And as we've gone on two dates <laughs> and I measured the temperature of your butt with that gun, <laughs> I certainly have fallen more in love with you. And Danny, I'm here to say to you, that I, Emma, am in love with you. Well, that's certainly food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Right? That's good. Because you know what? It's respectful. Yeah. It shows you're taking it on board. Yes. And you will consider it. Yeah. It's you're going to weigh your options. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sensational. Yeah. <laughs> It works with people that say inappropriate things, but you're, like, in a difficult position Mm. to, like... I find that it's a really helpful phrase Mm. Mm. in the workplace, in incidents where you have to listen to someone's opinion that you don't want to hear. When someone declares their love for you. Yeah. You know, when someone tells you what they think about various immigration policies across Mm. the world. Mm. (laughs) It's Mm. just... (laughs) Certainly. You're sitting in front of the TV just saying it over and over <laughs> at the news. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, that 
is too. Has become. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting full. <laughs> <laughs> so what didn't surprise me uh, about all of this was Matt's confessional in VO, where he says, "There's a chance that I could fall in love with Emma, but there's also a good chance I might not." Okay. It's like fifty-fifty. Yeah. I don't know. Can we check the odds on sports bet? I think that when you say there's a chance, the unsaid part is that there's also a chance. (laughs) (laughs) You don't usually have to follow through (laughs) with that. Yes, true. It's the nature of chance. And quantifying that the second chance might actually be higher as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. During chance, anything could happen. (laughs) (laughs) So the last cab off the rank is Eleanor. They meet at a tennis court in Perth, and Eleanor's intention is to get Matt to join her in a round of tennis. However, Matt explains in confessional that he is actually very bad at tennis. Uh Uh-oh. And next thing you know, there's no more tennis, and we're instead enjoying a drink courtside. (laughs) Well, isn't Eleanor like, I also hate tennis? (laughs) Well, yeah, she's like, I haven't played tennis since I was 12. But, like, you would have to think that if they shot this... They would have used it. I mean, like, I think so. It would Do you have think been something a great happened like beat. they didn't have the keys to the tennis court, but They're everyone was already there in their garb? I don't know. Like, Matt has been a really fallible bachelor throughout this process, but I mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know whether they shot it and then he caused a fuss, being like, no, I look too bad at this. Mm. Or, like, you got sweaty. How bad mm. must he be at tennis? Maybe if that's the he case? hit the camera with the ball oh. and then it broke. <laughs> and they were like, well, that we can't put that on TV. Maybe he held up the <laughs> tennis ball and then he thought back to what had happened on the Abbey date and mm. he was like, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> looking into a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was shot out of sequence. And he actually took the tennis ball, took off the covering from it, <laughs> tried to cover himself in that. <laughs> And then he was like, oh, I know what I'm going to wear to Abby's know day. What this is about. Yeah. Is there not anything else to do in Perth, though? Surely. I feel like I had so much fun when I was in Perth. I've never been. I've never been either. All right. What I are your to grill. Top 33. <laughs> <laughs> what are the best rides in Perth? Okay. I went to the Zimmerman store. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Was it dark? No, it wasn't. Okay. It was mm. daytime. Mm. Anyway, I feel like. This is just setting us up for grievances for people <laughs> <just> <laughs> tweeting with location-based grievances sure. again. So maybe we should leave this. Well, yeah. Um, so in this hometown, we'll be meeting Eleanor's <laughs> mum, dad, and sister. Her sister will ask the hard questions. And I also wanted to note that she calls her dad Papa. I love it. I love, love it. that. Yeah. Eleanor says that Matt has about 60 seconds to impress her Papa. Before they might ma- before he makes his mind up on Matt forever. Question. Mm. Yes. Is the papa thing whole life up to this point? Or was she like, what if I called you papa for the TV? <laughs> I think that would be really funny and I would adore to do that. Totally. I don't know. I, I feel like if identity given... protection. Yeah. Oh, true. Because if she says dad, you might know who he is. Right. Right. But papa, they'll never crack that <laughs> <Exactly>. code. <laughs> who is this snowy you speak of? <laughs> no, that's someone else's dad, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe. It's hard to tell by all these code names. My name is definitely going to be Snowy. <laughs> <laughs> very cute. Yeah. Um, you should change your email signature to Snowy Wishes, Danny. Don't tell everyone about my festive email signatures or people steal them. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up. It's only a few months away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's beginning to look <laughs> like Christmas. Um, oh, so there's a great film coming out called Last Christmas. It looks good. Yeah, I saw it. Except <gasps> I'm a bit worried. Why? That they're not going to have any more. Any more what? Christmas. Christmas stuff. Because this is the last one. Oh, but that's what George said, and that didn't happen. Oh, true. George has had a few last Christmases, hasn't he? Oh, you know, that's true. Yep. Except then. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> no. But as evidenced by December 25th of this past year. Yeah. Christmas lives on. Christmas yeah. is magic. Back to Papa. Papa. Um, so Matt meets the family and eventually he is left on a couch with Papa. Can you please start calling Francis Papa? Maybe I will start doing that. <laughs> I think that's a funny idea. Um, and so Matt describes in VO his strategy for talking to anyone's dad as turning the attention to football, which yep. I think is kind of like a reasonable, like situational male bonding strategy. To I some suppose extent. so, in a lowest common denominator type of way, yeah. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Like, if and you want to boil people if down they to a very... Right. Paddington. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, what are they doing? Yeah. yeah. Well, true. Where else do you go with it? Mm. <laughs> um, so, he says to Papa, so, back to footy, right? And Eleanor's dad says, I'm more of a rugby guy. Now, in my experience, and yes. I'm not a sports expert. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this. That is a footy. Would you right? like to articulate the differences between footy and rugby for all the nice okay. folks at home? All right, sure. So footy, well, I feel like it's informed a little bit by Matt being from Melbourne, uh-huh. which I think means that they have soccer? No, AFL. Kiki yeah. footy, yep. Yeah. So so you want the difference between the sports of footy and what was the other one? Rugby. Rugby. And tennis. And there's two types of rugby and we all know. That's right. We all know the difference between both of the same of them. Yeah, I won't even need to go into that. Obviously. God. Yeah. Um, no so one will on this podcast. Rugby, uh, that you play with your hands mostly. <laughs> I think you have to be more like bulky. Yeah. And um, uh, footy is more of like a like skinny boys in shorts type of game. Yeah, but like with kicky like, run along way. With like not very good hair and mustaches. Yeah. To be fair to Papa, they sound completely different. Footy and rugby? Mm. It's true. Mm. Yeah. Eleanor joins her mum and sister in the kitchen and she has a really kind of like emotional experience. Mm. And it is that thing where like, I guess she hasn't seen them in a long time. And for the first time she feels a bit safe and she opens up about the tribulations of being in the mansion and Mm. all of the stuff that she's been through about not knowing where you stand with the other women before we transition to dinner. It must be such a jarring change of pace from like the environment within the mansion to totally. suddenly be thrust back into some normalcy, quote unquote. Yeah. But also like with the unreality of reality TV, like blurring the lines and blending into it. Yeah. Like right. Having exactly. cameras there in your private personal space. Yeah. 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 And it or an feel... Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> that you've rented. Mm. And then um, it happens. So rather than explain this to you, blow by blow. I've actually arranged for all of us to participate in the debut performance of a very, very short improvisational play, Mm -hmm. which will explain everything in the requisite detail. And it's Um, called Put That Thing Back Where It Came From. That's right. Help me. (laughs) 
Um, and so in this point, I'll be Papa. I think that you are. I was Mike was asking. Oh goodness me! <laughs> He's gone off the rails. I was hoping. <laughs> I was hoping Danny that you would play the role of Danny or Gay. Mm-hmm. I'll be Max Quinn and Xavier. I was hoping that you might be uh, Jeff the Cat. Okay, great. Are we all okay with this? I think so. Great. What's and the relevance to the Bachelor? So this is how it's going to work, Danny. Your line to start the scene off is, Max, do you remember our first date? Are you ready? Do I have a line or should I, I just read the Everyone room? needs to know their line. No, I, it's improvisation. It's improv. Yeah, mm. yeah. So oh, you just start right. the scene like that and then we react accordingly. Well, that's not improv to me. Well, you then have to react. That's the set of that's the setting of the scene. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't your line. I'm sorry. I was just feeling it, you know. <laughs> Max, do you remember? No, I was dating my twenty other girlfriends at that time. <laughs> but remember when I just? No. Do you though remember when I? No. Me, yeah. <laughs> so that's the long and the short of it. Matt doesn't remember that <laughs> Eleanor spoke French when they met on the red carpet. Would oh, you just yeah. be like, yep. You surely would just like, be like, oh, of course you did. Yeah. In most, in the period of a week, I would pretend that I remember something like 12 times. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, It's easy. There's it's so much stuff. It's like one of those white lies you do as an adult to not affect people's feelings. Right. You're like, mm, I do remember the last chat we had around this printer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, please. And let's then continue. they will start talking about it anyway, and you'll be covered. Yeah. Right, exactly. You get kind of. Oh my God, that was so crazy. Right. And yeah. then they'll go, Yeah, remember when I. And you'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this really upsets Eleanor, and she vocalizes it. She says, It makes me feel like I'm not special and I don't stand out in your mind. I can't do this if I'm just like nothing. It's really like. I sort of feel for her in this moment. Eleanor's mum is standing up for Matt and she tries to remind her of the context, but... But I think a lot of, like, parents do try to, like, give you the bigger picture. Like, I I wouldn't say it's standing up for Matt. Yeah, true, true. As much as, like, she's almost trying to help her daughter feel better by, like, being like, but this is also what could be at play. We need to consider Mm. the context. Yeah. Mm, That's interesting. Um, And it's kind of snowballs into this situation where the cameras are there and the tension and the emotion are in the air and eventually we get one of several heated conversations between Matt and Eleanor where the back and forth is basically saying Eleanor saying I would remember those little things and Matt saying he's sorry and trying to explain his side of things and in VO then saying surely I could be forgiven for that I want to know firstly do we agree like do we forgive Matt for this I think forgiving and being upset at are two different things. Like, you can still be upset at something at the start and then forgive someone. Right. Like, yeah, you're forgiven, but, like, it didn't hurt my feelings any less that you don't remember me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I think Matt, what what Matt's asking her to do is just sort of, like, get over it. Yes. But in the moment, he's not understanding what a big deal this is for her. Like, don't you think that saying, like, oh, do you forgive me? It's just like glossing over the issue in a way. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Let's stop Sometimes. talking about this now. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Do you forgive me? Well, it's fine. You've it's said almost that like now. Yeah, an absolution of your guilt rather right. than, you know, a way to make the other person feel better sometimes. Yeah. yeah. 
And I feel like the way that he is sort of trying to rationalize it is being like, well, there's so many other people, there's so many Mm -hmm. other things to memorize, there's so many other things going on. And the way that she sees it is like, yeah, but not for me. Like, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is one of the two to three times we have spent any time together. Yeah. Uh, It meant quite a bit from where I'm standing. Right. And And here you are in front of my family. To hometowns, Mm. you would feel like that's because of. for a reason, right? Yeah. Because they valued all those moments. Yeah, yeah. And then to hear that they don't even remember it, I would be upset too. Right. And and he says like you know it was less about the specifics and more about like the way that we clicked. Like I felt that, and you know I yeah. on some level I want to agree with that as someone with like a not particularly good memory or Definitely. whatever. Yeah. But also like even in the instance that you didn't remember the details, there is a better way to play it than just like looking like she's making it up or whatever yeah, like right. no you don't even speak french do right you? <laughs> yeah like what is that kind of like mansplainy like yeah yeah i don't know like i think like he's the bachelor and he's meeting all of these new women in an intense environment sure but also like he's the bachelor mm. and he's meant to take notes and be the standard setter for australian men you know totally. um, if this is the most desirable man in the country and he can't remember you mm. that kind of speaks volumes right yeah, yeah. And also add to this mm-hmm. the fact that we just heard sam wood on two episodes ago say that he knew snezh was the one from the minute that she walked down the red Oof. carpet mm. and you end up in this blowout which results in eleanor saying i think i know when someone's into me and i can tell that you're not in this mm. my family can tell you're not in this so what am i doing here mm-hmm. and that's kind of it she walks inside Matt walks away hand on head and he tells the camera he feels blindsided. Ellen is inside hugging her sister and crying. She says to her sister, I thought he would have fought a bit harder before. And I don't know, before we get to what happens, Mm. I want to talk about the discourse of fighting harder um, because I hate it. Mm. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so Mm. much. Mm. Um, Like I think that it is so often, patriarchal um but also hierarchical as well because it skews the onus of relationship equality right like you're putting yourself above the other person in the relationship by saying i am the arbiter of your worthiness Mm -hmm. i guess that's true like Mm -hmm. you must prove it by fighting to attain me yeah and i really i don't know i don't like that i think that's regressive and a means of attaining power in what is meant to be like an equal footed uh, right, she yeah. shouldn't be wanting him to fight harder. She should be wanting him to resolve the conflict and be a better listener and stuff. Right, right, right. Like, right. Yeah, and like I think that there's probably uh, ways of articulating that that aren't you know so gilded by emotion and you know the extremity of everything that uh, Ellen is feeling in the moment. Mm. I really do feel for her, but at mm. the same time, I heard that and I was like, oh, that feels. It, it just struck something in me where I was like, oh, I don't agree with that sentiment mm. in even the slightest. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But then you have to remember of like, you know, when you're like in an argument with like your loved one. Yeah. It's really hard to like, I guess, think clearly in totally. conflict. And like, fortunately, we're not all filmed. And yeah. it seems to be like their first piece of conflict. Like, yeah. yeah. That's always terrifying yeah, when you first have an argument yeah yeah oh what happens now yeah yeah Mm. i feel like it's hard for that to play out on camera yeah definitely imagine watching that back Mm. Mm. so basically ellen is in and then she's out and then they talk and she's in and then she's out and then they talk Mm. and then just when you think ellen is in for good she's out again 
Yeah. And she and Matt have this long chat and it's all resolved and she's coming to Sydney and then she interrupts him during confessional to say that she's out for good. Yeah. Except no, she isn't. Matt talks her into staying. What is going on here? Yeah, it's yeah. like more ins and outs than that sexual education you had before. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it on was the one a hand, lot. Yeah. Did they double some of them up? Or? I feel like... I don't know. <laughs> we might have gotten some action replays. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel for Eleanor here because she has been on a really turbulent journey and... This is as clear a flight response as we've seen sure. on the show yeah, in yeah, such yeah. a long time. Have we heard a little bit about her background, though? Like, I know about Chelsea's in terms of she's been able to vocalise mm. um, the past relationship yeah. that's been quite difficult, that's led to some of her emotions. Do we know about Eleanor's past relationship? We do know a little bit. She... Um, according to what the other women have said of her, um, has never been in love before mm-hmm. and has never felt rejection by a man before. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, but we don't know anything about her past relationships. I, Not really. It doesn't come to not mind. Not any specifics outside of that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so does that then mean that she hasn't had conflict with anyone if she hasn't been in relationships? Right, or I'm yeah, just yeah. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the thing, or you know, like... it's just a p- high-pressure situation. Yeah, like, I relate to her because she's scared of getting her heart broken. Um, mm. And, you know, that's that's an inherently relatable thing that we yeah. all know and understand, right? But also, mm. I'm conflicted because the way that she responds to it is to remove all of Matt's agency and then give some of it back and then take it away again and then give it back and obviously she's reacting so strongly to the stimulus and it's good for her to extricate herself from a situation that isn't working for her Mm. if she so decides that being with Matt isn't what she wants Mm. but like JMT just my thoughts all of this like in out snip snap yes no like love binary stuff isn't helping anyone and it can't be how they resolve problems in the future for anyone's sake if the relationship's going to grow. Right, absolutely. it's definitely not great. The situation that they're in is forcing them to make a choice that is very, like, off on. Yeah. Like, you're right about that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, obviously it's a lot more complex than that. To me, like, the thing that I feel for her most about is um, the way that this makes her look. Right. In future and stuff like that. Like, you know, know, whether or not this relationship turns out to be... Uh, long lasting or whether it's over in a week or you know whatever like the fact that this thing has she has gone through this thing that clearly seems to me like maybe a flight response maybe like mm. an anxiety attack yeah or like, you know but like a, yeah. quite a chaotic like moment or whatever but the you fact know when you're like really scared of something and then like s- someone convinces you to tries to convince you to do it yeah mm. And it just makes it way worse. Because yeah. So I like wonder what was going on behind the scenes in terms of her maybe being convinced by producers and being like, okay, right. I'm back in. And then like the fear, I mean, the fear seems to be genuine. Yeah. And the fear just taking over in the panic and it's like, no, 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 I'm out. I'm out. Mm. Like right, right, right. It's like when I didn't want to go on Flight of the Hippogriff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number 27, yeah. though, still weirdly on your top. I didn't go on it. I was Mm. too scared. Mm. Yeah. Finally, it's rose ceremony time and Eleanor pulls the old, hey, Matt, can I take you aside for a minute? Uh, Which really angers the other women. 
Abby is snippy and quite mean to Eleanor when she gets back, and Emma is upset about the unfairness of it all. We all just had a chance. We all we had all our equal chance. Just had our equal. It's like, yeah, yeah, you also now have an equal chance. Right. If you yeah. want to take that aside, you can go right ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and of course, we don't hear anything from Chelsea because she is our winner. Right. Hey. She's staying out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is Emma who is sent home with Matt explaining that her feelings mm. have advanced well beyond his. She is, of course, heartbroken. And on the way out in the limo, she's more mad at Eleanor than she is anyone else. But it's Matt that she should be upset with, right? Do you think that he did her a bit dirty with the explanation that he gave here? That sucks, hey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I'm sorry. I You like me more than I like you. It's like, I guess on some level what it might boil down to. Yeah. Certainly not what you want to say in that situation. Again, it's like where he said... You know, there's a chance I love her. There's also a chance I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. don't say everything you think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah. pause I, for a moment. <laughs> I understand he's under a lot of pressure to, like, say what's on his mind. Yeah. But, like, you also need to know that it's being recorded. Like, yeah. And particularly in that situation where it's like, sure, it's being recorded, but also you're talking directly to someone yeah, and who has put a lot of their life on their life. He's done it like yeah. 25 yeah. times now. But, and, but also for this man who has been like clamoring at these women to open up and yeah. assert where they stand with him and say things like, I'm falling in love with you. And Emma's gone the whole hog and been like, yeah. hey, I'm in love with you. And he's like, nah, sorry, too much. Because yeah, on some level, yeah. the competition is basically like, who can experience the most love for this person right. before the finish line? Like, exactly. You know, I mean. And then it's like, nope, too much, take it back. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously there are other things that go into it. Like he has to also connect with them. And like, you know, it's, it's yeah. more complicated than that. Mm. But a lot of what they're asked to do from the outset is just like, Put it all out there. Connect. Yeah. Exactly. Feel yeah. love. Open yourself up to the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's literally what she's done. Right. Possibly better than anyone else. Right. Yeah. If I was Emma, I would be so proud of my bachelor journey. Because I feel like right. she really did open up. And I feel like she left like nothing unsaid, which is probably a good feeling mm. yeah. when it is a competition. At that's right. Yeah. And, and that I think is what makes me most upset about seeing her getting uh, uh, you know labeled as like being too clingy mm. or like the stage five clinger thing or like yeah. you know just uh being in love with being in love and that kind of thing like to some degree i believe that that might be true mm. but also like that's what she's been asked to do that's the brief of the show exactly like you can't have that as a legitimate fault with somebody who is in this right exactly. exactly but emma's been so focused on matt and like the end goal, mm. isn't it so interesting to see how Abby has two, but been characterized totally differently? Mm. And neither of them particularly like uh, in a romantic leady kind of way. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because they've, when you think about it, they have both, to the best of their abilities, like followed the prompts. Yeah. Right. But yet, in different um, ways. But the yeah. the show itself has been like, yeah, but not You've quite. Got other ideas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. Mm. Which is weird, and you know, uh, and then Eleanor doesn't follow the prompts necessarily, but the show's like, well, we've got other ideas. Yeah, you yeah. know, mm. yeah, yeah. It's so fascinating. Mm. Um, I wanted to talk just real quickly about a- Emma's comments about Abby in to Vogue this week. Yeah, so Emma was asked about um, Abby. Yeah, um, and she told Vogue that she said, "I feel for her." 
I think she's definitely getting swept up in the drama. She's only 23, but I feel like she's definitely there for the right reasons. Interesting. Mm. And Emma, the same way, is someone who you could say was there for the right reasons. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. I think that's probably going to do it for another episode of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Mm. Xavi. Hello. Have you missed this bit? Oh, yeah. My favorite part. I knew it. Okay. Well, look, listeners, when it comes down to it, um, that's been some food for thought. (laughs) 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 So, (laughs) thanks again for listening. Thanks for welcoming back your best friend, Xavier Aaron, with arms wide open. It was great to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for filling the void. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, What a treat and a delight and a pleasure. Um, and I'm so grateful to have you as friends. And if you would also like to be our friends, well, guess what? That's what we came here to become. Yay. That's it. So <laughs> come on down to your old local internet. Um, <laughs> say, hey, bar, keep, give me a tall, frosty mug of Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and they'll say, you have the voice of a child. <laughs> <laughs> Identification, please. Yeah, I think mm. you have to be 13 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah. back to TikTok. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, we don't have a TikTok yet. Uh, <laughs> Wait until we start doing challenges. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because I think TikTok is probably like a 15 seconds tops, right? Oh, yeah. This podcast is really not oh going to work in that format. <laughs> <laughs> it's a longer form. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can find us elsewhere. Can yeah. you, why don't you type in BOH pod on the uh, computer? Yep. Phone. You type it in and iPad, see what comes up. Yep. Android, tablet. Typewriter, Google you name it. Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. know that stuff. We don't have that. Um, I'm Xavier. <laughs> I'm one of the best hosts. Um, <laughs> I won't be back next week. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Hey, Danny, thank you for being on the show. You did a wonderful job. And thank I you so much Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Friendships with us. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for your friendship. That's too. okay. And Do you want to be found anywhere? Do you want to plug anything w- one last time before you disappeared to the ether? I've said what I said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank listeners. you. We love, we love you. Goodbye. Please rate us and subscribe. Goodbye. Bye.